You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark hey. Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, uh, it's mother. Mother so, with uh, an exclamation point. We get to with an exclamation point. Mother. We get to jump on that Darren Aronofsky bandwagon. Did we have? I get. Oh no! I guess that's the only one we saw. Yeah. I was thinking we might have actually doubled up again, no, no. but no. Okay. No, not not this time around. But. Um, you know, actually, everything's a blur for me because I've been watching so much TV. But I bet you've been swamped because um, there's a lot. So as far as news, I don't even know what any of it is. I've just been watching uh, all the TV shows. Um, and I will give another shout out to The Good Place. I'm going to... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna <clears throat> plug something that's on the website because I just put up a video and it it was so cool. This is not generally my thing, but it was so cool because uh, Kristen Bell uh, sent a little video clip to Entertainment Weekly, right. apparently, um, and she she filmed when uh, Michael Shore was telling the rest of the cast the secret to Secret One. Oh. Se- and I still don't know this, one. right? Yeah, right. Because okay. they didn't, they filmed like the whole season and didn't know themselves. Only Ted Danson oh, cool. and Kristen Bell no. knew what was ultimately going to happen. Hmm. And so he's, you know, just got them in That's this little cool. room and he's going, so here's what's going to happen in the finale. And right. he liked, and, and they're like, and, oh, and they went nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's oh. really cool. And you put that, that's up on, uh, on the website. So, oh, quick break. Yeah. Soundtrack. Um, yeah. You don't often put stuff like that up on the, on the site. So no, it must have been, it must I, be worthwhile yeah, to not, see. I'm not interested in like every clip of. And obviously know, if I go see it, I'm going to have the thing ruined for me because they, they say what that's right the you thing can't is watch so it. i can't even see how cool it is yeah. until i dig through the 13 no, episodes you, you can't right. watch it um well that's fine yeah that's good. It, is, it obviously spoils everything but it's so cool to like see their reactions yeah right and and right. they all been filming the show the whole time and all of a sudden they're just like <gasps> yeah that's and cool. they freak out and it's pretty cool that is cool uh the only other you know real news uh that i know what it is is uh america's got talent finale happened and, uh, you know, I, I don't remember her name, but uh, the girl ventriloquist won. Yeah. Did you, ever, did you and, see her uh, stuff? Oh, yeah. You know, she... The very she, first one that she did that was real viral. Good, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. And everything that she did ended up being good. I, I just... I seriously have to question the show at this point, though. It's, Uh-oh. like, so weird, right? Mm-hmm. If you look back at the show, um, because... I don't even know. This is like 12th season. I mean, we, we go back yeah, this is pretty ultimately far. to like uh, 2006-ish mm-hmm. is when like the first season of that was on. And, um, you know, I like Grace Vanderwall a lot, mm-hmm. the last season winner. Yeah. I like her a lot. And I like the stuff that's happened with her, the songs that she's put out so yeah. far. Yeah. Um, I really like her. She's really cool and has a great voice and everything. But overall... Uh, for the show, obviously, the second season was Terry Fader, who uh, has been in Vegas ever since. Also, God, the seems ventriloquist. So long ago, yeah. He's basically the exact same person. He's ventriloquist, right. and like he sings. 
Yeah. And she's ventriloquist who right. makes them sing. Right. right. Um, the first season was a singer that no one has any idea who it is. Like right. third, fourth, fifth season, all singers that nobody knows who they are anymore. And, and it's not like 50 <laughs> years ago or something and right. no it's one knows who like they are. It's like this ago. just happened, yeah. right? And then there's like <laughs> there's like a dog act and I don't know. It, oh, I heard the dog act was nobody uh, yeah. knew well, who wa- who that right. is anymore. I mean, what do they do? Are they in Vegas? Right. I don't know. Maybe right. they are. There's a magician in there finally somewhere who has been in <laughs> Vegas and has like a pretty cool show. And so, yeah, you know, I'll give them that one or whatever. In the mix there, there's yet another <laughs> ventriloquist a couple of seasons ago who was, you know, just really a comedian and yeah. impressions and, you know, whatever. And uh, and then some other singers and like that's it. Like what is happening with this show? If you have right. you're on your twelfth season, you got your third ventriloquist out the door. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is a singer except one magician and one dog act. Right. I mean, I don't right. know. I don't know. The show is just <laughs> weird. From a, like every season, yeah. it's all these crazy, you know, cool things. Some of them are really cool. Some of them ultimately are really stupid. The whole point of watching the show, as far as I can tell, is to just call out Mel B for being a ridiculous person. Right, uh, she's the new Paula Abdul. Like, let's get her, <laughs> let's get her to react and then make fun of her. Uh, yeah, she's yeah. like, um, <laughs> she's like hyping all these acts that are just completely donkey. Yeah. As soon as you get to like when the people vote, they're just taking a page right out of what killed American Idol, which is that all of the judges just say everything is awesome all right. the time. Even when someone comes out, performs horribly, and you go, how the hell did they get this far? Right. And right. the judges go ape over them. Right. And, you know, I don't know. It's just the whole show is kind of questionable yeah. to me at this point. It's just it's very weird. Anyway, um, I that, thought so. That's a thing I thought that she had. I thought she had a good. She was a good, good. shot because she, she, she was, was good. good. She's young, and and very talented already. Young, but also like the the secret isn't just to wow them; it's to do something to them. It seems like because I remember some magicians like making Howie Mandel almost lose his mind. Right. You know th- these things happen. If you can approach Simon and make him blush, well. There's your golden ticket. Right. You don't even have to have the confetti. And, like, you know, you're in, you I, know. I think that the magicians, more <clears throat> than anyone, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like they really prove my point um, in how just goofy the judges are. And Howie Mandel's a big one. Uh, he's like, for me, he's the biggest failure at being a judge, very specifically, huh. very specifically in the sense that. He is always talking about how this is the greatest group we've ever had. Right, this is the right. most talent ever. Like yeah. every year they have to say, oh, my God, this is right. everything's even better than it ever has been before. <laughs> that That's him. like, yeah. really? What right. about maybe like season seven? I don't right. know. Maybe that was right. the best. Season. Like right. every next every day is the best day. He just has to yeah. overhype yeah. everything like like basically a crazy person i don't know and when you do that you devalue everything right because then nothing right. can be great yeah right. you yeah. gotta it's that's why simon was so good it, for so long it, he was hard it really needs to be you i know? think american idol when it was its best was when you had simon cowell and even randy for a while mm-hmm. uh, especially earlier on yeah in he was the show, <clears throat> they were like hey that was no good Right. Maybe you got this far, but that one sucked. Right. That's not that, good enough to that, go any that farther. That was awful. Yeah. He didn't just take, he didn't, well, there's only three more weeks left. So now 
everything has to be good. I yeah. have to say everything's good. And yeah. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's hard. Nonsense. But anyway, uh, like I was saying, I think the magicians really especially prove my point because every year there's a bunch of magicians. Yeah. Every year they do tricks. No one has done a trick yet that I don't know how they did it. Right. But every year, every judge reacts basically as though they've never seen it. <laughs> this is before. the only trick ever. Yeah. The, right. Somebody will do a magic trick and maybe it's a little different. Right. Maybe it's got a little spin on something else. But you've seen sort of that trick before. Right. You've seen right. something like that trick before. Yeah. And they all just you, they all just sit there. Witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> like they're all yeah. just so right. sold on right. everything that happens. Anyway. It's got to be hard because after years and years of X Factor this, American Idol that, American X Idol Factor, right, whatever, right, right. how many more singers are you going to get? Like, I, I, I get know. it. There's a lot of singers out there. And, now show me something else. Like, and, if you can right. bend yourself and, into and a you know, box, you know, I want to see one, it. Yeah, when they have the crazy different things, but the crazy different things never get that far once right. the audience is voting, unless they're really Really, special, like yeah, really, right. Really cool, right? right? Um, but like this year, they had uh, the roller skating people who uh, oh, I only it, heard about it was this. Like the couple, and yeah. basically they roller skate around in a circle. Yeah, and the guy holds her and swings her around. Yeah, and first of all, they're really cool. They're really good at what they do. Yep, they spin around and fling each other around and <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. Great. It's that's not the first time I've ever seen anyone do that. Right. 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 <laughs> right. People have done right. that. For as Literally long, in front of you, probably. For as, for as long yeah. as there have been roller skates, <laughs> right? right? It, that's not a new act. Right. It, it, they didn't invent that, and no one else has ever done it. Right? Yeah. They're, they're probably not even the world's best people I've ever seen do it. Right. I don't think right. if you uh, took everyone doing that in the country, even yeah, today, sure. I, don't, I don't know that they're Maybe number they one be it, right? on the thing, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But all the judges keep acting like it's the greatest thing they've ever seen, right? Right. And every week they have to come back several times I'm, and skate I'm, more. I'm like, look, yeah, they're not going to do anything different, right? There's right. no different thing involved <laughs> in that, right? Yeah. There's no way I'm paying, you know, ninety five bucks in Vegas to see them do that for an hour. That's right. Not a thing. Right. And, and the judges like keep going crazy. Yeah. Every next time they come back, oh my god, you kicked it up a notch and blah blah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Anyway. Well, that I mean, uh, anyway, I'm not gonna jump. I just it just made me when you just said that, that made me think of all the like there was like a fad. I don't know if they're still on those like dance competition shows. Oh yeah. And I'm like I'm like every once in a while someone really stands out, but most of you look like you're having seizures. I don't right. I don't see a move amongst any of you. Right. But let's. Let's see you next week. And right. you want to do something great. Like, like Put your roller like skates that, on. The but, one show that's like, so you think you can dance. The, oh, that, they're, yeah. They're like okay. that. And they have all the different kinds of dance. Yeah. So then in the mix, they've got all these modern dancers. And then right. they've got all these, you know, whatever doing various yeah. things. And they're all, they're all basically for me, like the judges on that show. Right? Yeah. They're all like modern art critics see right <laughs> i think they're missing the biggest thing the magic tricks that appeal to me now aren't in you know like these these tv shows they're these viral videos where i see someone dazzle on orangutan right, or a right, chimp right, right. and the chimp is like oh my god like you know i want you to perform your act whether you're roller skating or singing in front of a bunch of monkeys <laughs> right and if we'll they throw if they reacting. throw crap at you then That's there's right. the gong if you make them applaud 
you're going on to the next level. Then you get the alligators. Okay. Now, you know what? Let's start combining the things. You know what happened with John Wick? Because now that's going to be a show and you're not going to get it. I'm getting credit for that. If the monkey hits the buzzer, (laughs) then then you're through. Yeah. 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 Anyway. The monkey goes, oh. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I love that card trick where the, the, it's not even a monkey. It, It might be a gibbon. I, it's some crazy looking monkey thing and it's just like blown away. Yeah. And, and then he makes it appear again and he's like double blown away. And I'm like, that's my audience. <laughs> right, I identify exactly. with that. That's right. That's, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, that's, that's my idea. Unfortunately, the yeah. audience that the suits ah, think God. they're working for already. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you're you're yeah. like a monkey. You'll yeah. hit the button. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so moving on to mother. Yeah. Uh, Darren Aronofsky, Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem, uh, God, who else is in it? Michelle Pfeiffer. Ed Harris. Uh, Ed Harris is in it. Um, and uh, even... Um, oh, God, there's name? even uh, uh, Gleason. the Gleasons. Uh, uh, do- uh, Dom- Domnall and Domnall his Gleason brother. is um, in it for like... It's not Brendan. That's their dad, Brian. Four minutes or yep. something. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was actually kind of interesting, I thought, to see them come on. And you're like, hey, they're really brothers. Yeah, and right. They're, and they're fighting and they're being brothers. Right. If only their dad was an actor so that right. the person you know, who played his dad could, could actually have actually be had them. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, yeah. But <laughs> I just thought it was weird. Why go to the trouble of having the two brothers yeah. who are if you're really not going to get the dad. Right. Uh, yeah, mean, that's it's, just accidental. It's not like anyone gets anything out of it, right? Because they're in the movie for, like I said, like four it's minutes. It's just a couple five minutes. minutes yeah. or something like that. Their total actual on screen time is like 90 seconds. Yeah, it's weird. It's split a little bit. I don't feel bit, like but... they're getting a giant paycheck for that um, <laughs> anyway. But... And Kristen Wig. And Kristen Wig is in Which it. has got a um, very weird. Her she... appearance in it, I knew she was in it. And then when I saw her, I'm like. Oh yeah, God, her, that's really weird. Her appearance is weird in it, <clears throat> especially because she doesn't come on until the end, and she's playing a very weird character. And there's there's actually no need for it to be her, in yeah. some sense. Well, in um, some, I mean, I would argue I mean, that there, for there, almost there's, everybody. There's but I get what you mean with it being her. <clears throat> Excuse me. But no, when, I, I. But understand. when you have the movie and you go, "Hey, Kristen Wiig's in it," and then you go, "All right, right, yeah," and then you don't expect the character that you get. Yeah, it like it could have been anyone it's not like yeah it really could have like deliver anything at all really right Right. (laughs) she doesn't have to deliver anything but she doesn't have to deliver anything that you're going you know who'd be great in that right 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 Right. i mean it's just but anyway at that point um like spoiler i will tell you by the time krista wig shows up yeah the movie's already so far off the rails that right (laughs) Doesn't matter. It could have been Cookie Monster in her role, right. and it wouldn't have been any different. Right? If if a Muppet had just movie. shown up, I would have been both thought, at ease with it and been by, like, "That's by genius." That point in the now movie, we're avant garde. By that point in the movie, we've spoiled everything already. Right? Yeah, right. By, by that point in the movie, the way that they're making the set look and like the backgrounds and stuff. <laughs> Seriously, I thought we're going into like labyrinth right at this point right. and we're going to be in some, yep yep <laughs> i want to see a fraggle i want to see gobo <laughs> fraggle <laughs> running through the house now yeah oh i want it all if it had turned into roger rabbit and you just saw everybody <laughs> from everything i would have given this one more star yeah if if a bunch <laughs> only of, one if a bunch of muppets showed up yeah and then all of a sudden everyone stopped and looked at the screen and went Nah, just get <laughs> with you. Right, yeah. The whole right. movie was like a joke. Yeah. Then, sure. Yeah. Anyway, so now that we've given that away. Right. <laughs> um, Solid. 
the so the movie is uh, about we can just like really quickly right. Jennifer Lawrence is married to Javier Bardem. Yeah. Uh, the movie opens with uh, a truly, I think, bonkers version of making you think that you're seeing something that happened way before, or is it way later, and you don't know, and it just kind of happens at you because. The movie starts and it's like uh, you're in you're in real deep at Hogwarts or something. Right? Yeah, right. It's like very magical craziness, and you're like, "Is am I supposed to think this is actually happening? Right? Or is this like some sort of like title sequence thing right. where it's just well, uh, we'll throw, run you through some magic and stuff? Right. Because then all of a sudden, uh, Jennifer Lawrence wakes up, starts walking through her house and everything, and everything's very normal. Right, uh, it's absolutely the antithesis of maybe the scene we just saw. Maybe there's sort of uh, some creepy stuff before too long, and you're going, maybe this is a horror movie and the house is haunted or right. whatever. But it's not like this weird, magical whatever happened that we just saw. So it's a right. very, very strange opening. It was like Tom Ford um, directed it. You know, it was really, yeah. it was almost like a separate film. And uh, so the the meat of the story from like the synopsis that you're given of it yeah. anyway, is uh, that some strangers come and throw like a monkey wrench into their like peaceful, Happy idyllic living. life yeah. where they live in this giant house that used to be uh, Javier Bardem's house that burned down. Jennifer Lawrence has <laughs> like been rebuilding it. He's yeah. a writer. He's struggling to come up with some writing. Uh, and these people show up who are like fans of his and they are very odd and, yep. uh, as all fans are uh, yep. <laughs> of yep. people, right? Yeah. And they sort of, you know, make everything kind of chaotic or whatever. And then hilarity ensues, right? Right. With, uh, trying right. to figure out how to deal with, uh, this thing where they, like I said, they live in this giant house, uh, that doesn't even have like a road. It's just in the middle yeah, of the field. It's literally just there's there's no it's like, like a Minecraft house. You just plop it in the middle right, of a great set of trees. There's not even like a front yard and a backyard or a road yeah, getting there right. or anything like that. Yeah. We're just in the, in the middle of a big field. Right. And uh, and so then you know hilarity ensues. Jennifer Lawrence uh, becomes irritated at crazy people in her house. Uh, Javier Bardem is uh, kind of interested in his fans and encouraging them to <laughs> and, uh, be fans yeah, you know anyway. he's really addicted to it and uh so then that's uh that's your basic plot summary so yeah. uh <laughs> without meaninglessly dragging it on anymore <laughs> uh i gave it a zero <laughs> and i not only gave it a zero but uh this is my new least favorite movie ever this is it yeah. this took it for sure. It's wow. not it's not even close. It's hilarious that uh like last year it seemed like we were in this weird death spiral of movies. Remember we went we'd back see and a forth movie and go that's my new worst I movie. Could, I could I mean I have another one too. and go nope that's my new Yeah. <laughs> that's my new worst movie. This is the movie that uh and it's funny because at the time I went man Having trouble imagining the movie that's going to be worse than that. We always say this. My new worst movie. Right? We we do this. We say this, and then boom. But here, but here's the difference, right? The difference for me is uh, when I used to have my least favorite movie <laughs> right. a long time ago. Ballistics was, X versus Sever. It, it was Ballistic X versus Sever. Right. 
And then I saw like the next worst movie, right? And I'm like, yeah. Pretty sure that was Resident Evil with me. I like that one a little worse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then we get to the next movie, (laughs) and I go, yeah, I like that one a little worse. Yeah. This movie is not even close. Right. This movie is like, there is a wide gap. I feel bad for how mean I was to Resident Evil now that I've seen this movie. It was interesting. (laughs) It was interesting. We've often talked about having like uh, a pre-show just that we tack on here. And the conversation we had for the six or seven minutes before we saw the film was, was actually weirdly fitting because we were talking about, um, you would, br- you had brought oh, up walk, all the reviews. Out of, yeah. Um, because I actually, the only thing I knew about mother, uh, aside from the cast and aside from Aronofsky was one 22nd spot that I saw on TV that made the film look to me like it was a reimagining of, uh, whatever happened to baby Jane. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it didn't, it didn't look like this Rosemary's film. Baby? Uh, excuse me. Rosemary's baby. <laughs> okay. I was like, wait, cause what? that's a different movie, right? Yeah. No, that would have been a different spot. Thank you. Rosemary's baby. And it focused more on her being pregnant and these strangers in the house and making right. Javier Bardem right. look kind of devilish. And you know, there was this and thing there. The, that's all I knew. Movie, <clears throat> in the movie, there's kind of a part where you're, yeah, it's, where it feels like maybe that's actually the it's road actually going leaning down. the way they're right. going in, and and to their credit or discredit, they embraced that. I I didn't see a lot of reviews or anything, so we started talking, and you were like, "Man, this film's getting killed." Yeah, and then there are people that are like really loving it, and I'm like, at this point, I haven't looked at anything, so I I didn't know, but like, yeah, there's a, there's definitely a time there where I'm like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna go this route with maybe all these weird people. Maybe they're all Satanists. Maybe she's going to give birth to the anti whatever. But before that, we started talking and having a good conversation about all the bad films we've seen. And if the critics are right, and are we, I asked you, are we ever going to walk out of a movie? And the conversation we had after that was really interesting because you had a point of view and I had a point of view. And I think they were really close to overlapping. Um, Mine, mine was mostly like, I'll, I will sit through and endure like a Paul Blart because it's 90 minutes long and I know its intent is tr- is trying to make me laugh. A film that is so awful and like talking down to me in a really bad way really wants to like make me feel dumb. Their intent is pretension and I don't have any time for that. I'd leave that movie right. quick. Right. And as it turns out, <laughs> that, we watched a movie that was, that movie was like this film. You gave it a zero. I'm, I'm, it's so weird that I was considering giving Eight. it like one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the hell with you. You know, this thing is genius. No, I had genuinely considered giving it a, a realistic one and a half, maybe two, because there are certain things in the film that I liked, but the intent of the movie overrode that. It made me give it a zero. Right. I have no choice but to give it a zero. I can't zero. wait to find out what you liked. No, you know, it's, it's, it, there's a couple interesting things, and I'll argue this ahead of time because it might even be the thesis of suggesting that it earns a one and a half out of everything, which is as a, what is this movie? It's a two-hour movie. If this were a seven-minute YouTube video, I would have really liked it. <laughs> And that's not because it was an hour and 53 minutes shorter than I, yeah, it is. I don't think I there's, would have. There's some interesting stuff in there that is appealing in a, a version of a narrative. 
But in the hands of Aronofsky, who is only intending to show you how fantastic he is and how amazing his idea is, it suffers. Like, I actually do like a couple things, but I was so disengaged, I was so disinterested, and I was just bored at how genius he thought he was. Yeah, uh, I, I, I was, I I was out know, of it. I don't know what specific things uh, in the movie you could point to for me. Their that, ideas. That I, not that I would go... <clears throat> Well, yeah, that's cool. Even if yeah. it's even if it's part of the story, yeah. Um, and you know, full disclosure, going into this movie that we completely hate. Oh um, yeah. You know, Aronofsky himself has already been interviewed several times and kind of talked about what's going on with the movie and what yeah. his theory of the movie is. And uh, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is Mother Nature, and yeah. uh, all of the people are more or less people and Javier Bardem is like the relationship that she has to, um, uh, you know, who knows? (laughs) Well, he's, he's supposed to be God, you know, as far as the biblical allegory goes, he's, well, except uh, not exactly. I um, disagree 100% with you there. He is 100% the creator. Well, you can't disagree with me on saying what Aronofsky says. I 100% disagree with you. You could disagree with him I disagree about with the what both the of movie you. actually turned out to be. This film's getting a four now. All I'm saying is what he has said yeah. the movie is about. He's, and it's like this whole, like, you know, redoing it all the time and yeah. all this crap. But, you know, he's talking about making the movie and he's like, I had this idea for Mother Nature and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, you you start writing the movie with uh, here's this cool metaphor that I want to have be part of the movie. Then you start writing the movie. Then you, you know, put all this stuff together. (laughs) Then you make it all fit together. Right. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? First of all. He starts off by saying this movie is like metaphoric in the sense that she's Mother Nature. And I'm like, right. there is, you don't know what a metaphor right, is. Right, because that's not it. <laughs> that's not what's That's really not it at movie. all. Right. This movie is not like a metaphor for something, right? This right. isn't like uh, Lord of the Flies or Animal right. Farm or something where right. there's some actual story. Right. And then it's metaphoric, right? You're right. just... You're just saying the story in like some weird lens. It. I was reading the thing and it made me think of like Barcelona. You know when the guy says, well, "What's the part <laughs> of the story that's not the subtext?" Right. He's like the text. And yeah. I'm like oh, okay. There's no yeah. text. Like there, <laughs> that's great. There, yeah. There's no text in this movie at all. Yeah. There's only the subtext, and not only that, but everything that happens, uh, like. Every single thing that happens in this movie is just Aronofsky going, damn, that was awesome. I did that brilliant, right? Right, right. And then I'm going to like do it more and do it again. And it started, uh, we were only like 10 minutes in the movie and I was start, I was sitting there going, oh, but J.J. Abrams isn't a genius for having lens flares everywhere. (laughs) Right. How can that be? Yeah. Because. I, I like this neat gimmick I'm using, and I'm just going to use it every second of the movie. The yeah. whole thing where everything is like, you know. On um, her or from her. It, like somebody is filming it with their phone. Yeah. And we're like looking at it through her perspective all the time, and we're jerking the camera around all the time. And it's like, oh, it's scary because I jerked around real quick. And you're like, what the? It's funny to watch you hate a film. Every, it's actually really cool. Everything that happens. Because you're right. And and you're Jennifer right. Lawrence is like walking around the house. And it, it made me think of so many different versions of hating movies. Yeah. While watching it. That's great. And, and it yeah. had like, it had like, 
a, this weird horror angle, yeah. you know, that I got from you basically yeah. about it. I'm like, what does he think people are scared of right now that right. all of this like crap is happening? You know, people are really freaking terrified of house guests they don't understand right. or <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like right. I wake up sweating in the middle of the night because someone might come over to my house and like not leave right. and be a jerk. <laughs> and that's like, that's what we're scared of now. Right. Like as a society. Yeah. And, it's so uh, bonkers the way you're trying to have this have some kind of earth mother nature meaning to it. Yeah. When none of it actually makes sense in itself. Right. And then you've got the first like probably three quarters of the movie is really like one movie. Yeah. And then I don't know exactly when it happens, but like we were saying, we're expecting like Muppets to show up, right? (laughs) All of a sudden she has the baby or it's like shortly before. It's like when she's right about when, when the whole group of everyone shows up and then she goes into labor and all of a sudden it's, you're not watching the same thing anymore at all. It's not, it's not the same story. It's not the same movie. These people come over one night and the next thing you know, we're you know they must have been in the house for years. Right. They've got like <laughs> right. they've got like their own sub societies that have developed right. already. I think we're like in the third or fourth generation of right. some of the people who are right. in her house. It's yeah. like yeah, and all of the stuff that they did to the house, and they've got like their own internment camps in other rooms yeah, right. of the house and yeah. stuff. And you're like, what the shit? It's like it's really like uh, you know somebody spun a wheel. And you just watch a fast forward evolution of things. Yeah. It's, it's so bonkers. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, you actually, that was, that's interesting too. Cause you're, that was kind of what we were originally saying about the movies, but you're right. There are different versions of hating movies. You know, I hate this movie in a way that I didn't hate resident evil, whatever right, one right. that was, or the Paul Blarts or any of the really bad, dumb, stupid things that we've had to endure like the alien covenant movie like this takes a special place in the hatred of a film partially because of how it's intending to represent itself how it does represent itself and how stupid it thinks that i must be to be dazzled by how genius he thinks it has become right. and it's not even and i'm not that i'm not that you know gullible and i'm not that i don't know if the audience is themselves like i don't I don't know if because once we saw the film, I, then I was free to go look at some reviews and stuff because right. I was curious, and I didn't care about the professional reviews. I knew that they were going to be there was going to be a real delineation between those that saw it as an art house um, experience. You know, like they like to say that this movie is an experience, right? And I feel like when you say that, I think of Gravity, and that movie sucked too. Right. You know. Or they really rip on it because they see like the strings and how stupid it is. But I wanted to see what people thought of it and whether or not they got the same interpretation, which I don't think this is up for interpretation. I think it's pretty clear what he wanted it to right. be. And I wanted to see if people uh, recognized he, it as I a biblical he, allegory. I think he wants you know? it to be up for interpretation. I think he does too, because the one thing I saw, man. theory <laughs> that there will be ways to right. interpret what he's doing. It's shit. Yeah. You know, it's it's bad. You know, I, I think, because I saw one person, like you said, they were like, um, this is a metaphor for the artist and his product. And I don't know if you saw this. Like, yeah, everyone's like, the, the Bible stuff is easy. 
Um, and it's a biblical tale when you drop Mother Nature into it as an actual avatar of someone. Right. And what would she be like if she were around God's creatures who are treating her house, which is, you know, supposed to be the planet, you know, badly and not listening to the rules and on and on. It's very simple to see these things. I saw a bunch of people say, well, it's a metaphor for the artist and what they create and when they do, what the audience does to it. Do they tear it up? And I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not going to let you get away with that because that's not it at all. That's what Aronofsky might want you to think because that just fuels his like validation of making something. And in some ways, when an artist does something that people hate, they either really apologize for it and move on quickly or they bask in it. Like you hate it. That means you didn't understand it, which means I did my job. Right. And I'm like, you're King Dipshit of Dum Dum Island now because that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And it kind of is his response. It is. His, it has his been his response hasn't it? to people. And he loves introducing the film to, to people, it. but like, I'm going to show you something you're going to hate. Right. He it, did that at Toronto, and I'm like, a, what are you doing? Yeah, and you know, he d- he has kind of had that response where you know there are some people who love it and there are some people who hate it and it's like he likes both of them the same yeah it's kind of like since we're in biblical world sure yeah right? it's kind of like the uh, really nutty christian religious people yeah who say really horrible things yeah and people don't like them and they go, well, it says in the Bible that people are not going to like me for <laughs> right. being Christian. So, ba-boom. Right. Like, I win now. Now I'm Christian. Like, I just, now I leveled now up. Now I'm even better. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like level seven. And it's like he's got that kind of reaction yeah. to this. It's like, if you hate it, I win. Like, <laughs> Right. Like and if you love it, I win. It's like even it's... better if you <clears throat> think it's really bad. Right. And which... You know, for all that I hate Paul Blart and I hate right. Resident Evil, right. no one involved in the movie went, ooh, people hate it. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, right. There's such a weird confirmation bias there that puts you into a position where, I mean, I don't know if that's his public face. It's weird. He's a, he's a director that I've liked very much in the past and, and a writer who I've liked very much in the past more often than not. But I don't know that much about him. Like, I don't know if he's like M. Knight, who really thinks he can walk on right, water, right. or if he's just kind of like Adam Sandler and is like, hey, I swung and I missed. Right, Sorry, right. you know. Uh, but, but yeah, there's, there's definitely that weird, you know, it, I mean, I it's so weird to think of like the worst films like this. And it's not even just the ones we're rattling off. I remember how Vincent Gallo stood by the brown bunny. And basically, I mean, this is ages ago, but he was basically like, you don't understand it. I can't make it smarter for you. You're you're just too, you know, there's that weird position that you dig in. And if, I guess if you're the type of artist who believes that art exists to do one thing above all others, and that is to make you feel something positive or negative, like if it doesn't make you feel anything, then that's the failure of it. Right. Then I guess he is at the, you know, the summit of being an artist because people are either loving it and defending him or hating it and attacking him. Except, you know, the problem with that. But that's so faulted. The problem with even that theory of something, um, because, you know, there are certain movies that I will kind of give that release to uh, where they go, look, you just don't get it. Right. And they are actually movies. Like some tree of life. Where 
no. Oh. <laughs> Where, uh, <laughs> I just love drama. There are some people like who aren't going to get it. And there are some people who will say, I choose not to even try to get that. Right. And I don't want anything to do with it. And, uh, you know, one movie for me, this is kind of a like weird example probably, is uh, My Dinner with Andre. Okay. Because that movie's awesome. But if you watch that movie and go, I do not get why I am watching these people have dinner and talk to each other, and this is totally stupid. Right. And I'm going to say, look, you don't get it. Right. It's okay. Right. That's fine. (laughs) It doesn't mean that you're stupid. It's not like you don't get it because you're stupid. You just don't get it because you can't connect to what's happening here in the right way. And that... That doesn't make you a bad person. Right. It just means this is not your thing. This is not your right? movie. Right. Um, but this movie it, and the way that he's talking about it and the way this movie is just so god-awful pretentious. This is like a whole new definition of being pretentious, mm-hmm. this movie. And like I said, when actually we were talking about if we'd leave a movie, and like I say with uh, uh, the Wachowskis all the time and, yeah. and their movies, right? Um, you know, the, the first movie worked in a way, right? Right. And the sequels like to the matrix are just like this movie. They, they are not even as bad as this movie. Right. But there is like a big jump to the talking that's happening in the matrix and the sequels to the matrix, Uh right? The matrix uh, for me, and I say this all the time to people, the Matrix is like somebody who went to Philosophy 101 yeah. and heard about brains and vats right. and went, oh, you know, we can make like a cool movie out of that. And right. it'd be like sick fun, right? right? And here's a movie. Right. And then they made the sequels and it's like, you know, somebody who went to the next class in Philosophy 101 and said, now I know everything. Right. Like, right. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, where do I get my uh, philosophy professor job? Because right. I, I get know it. everything about everything. Right. And I'll try to explain it to you simple people. <laughs> right. So that you can get it, yeah. I guess. But I know you won't because you're not smart enough. You're not as to gifted. know all the things that I know. Yeah. And this movie is like even like upping that game a little. Like <laughs> I agree. And, I agree. And I think part of the whole problem, which is, I think, really weird, is that the whole structure of this movie, by not actually being a metaphor, right. by like just having signs up everywhere, yeah. makes it even worse. Right. It's like he came up with an idea of this movie where it would be a metaphor. And he went, ah, you know, Not enough. they're all too stupid to right, get that. Right. I just have to make it like worse. And then they're like, uh, you know, so not to spoil the movie, except that oh, we'll, we don't care, except that we'll sort of spoil the movie yeah. when they, you know, they get to the part and he's like, uh, I mean, does anyone get it yet? I don't think they get it because they're too stupid. Okay. They eat the baby. Right. Right. Now do you get it? <laughs> Right. Like, do you see? I mean, it was so. It was like if the movie had a, a special. If they came up with uh, this new invention, where there would be cameras facing the audience, right? And as the movie was playing, it would take your face and right. suck your face out and right. put it on the screen and go, "Look, it's you. Do That'd you get it?" Right. Aronofsky would have went, "Oh." 
Brilliant. I'll do that. Now maybe someone right. will understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It was so heavy handed. You know, if they would yeah. there are there are posters of the movie. It's really funny for me to bring a poster into the criticism of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's a poster of this movie where you see Jennifer Lawrence and she's basically Mother Nature. I yeah. mean, she's got like, yep. you know, the whole tree vibe going on and yep. like all the little birds singing around her or whatever yeah. the hell it is. I can't find it, but, but I know she what... looks like it's a picture of Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah. And there, it was like that was his like concession somehow. There's somebody who had the purse strings at Paramount or something. And I will say Paramount has kind of responded in a way and said, you know what? Like we want new shows. Right. Or, so, but then we make a new show, and you don't. I want heard. It, right? I heard that woman, the director and, of the marketing, and Paramount is like, "Look, you know, we stand behind our decision to make crazy, goofy things yep. that are taking a chance." And I say, as far as Paramount's concerned, I'm like, "More power to you." Right. Paramount is like, I don't know, but here's a crazy thing, and let's make some crazy things. And right. I'm like, "Hey, Paramount can." win paramount can have that right Right. aronofsky can't because we know what he made what he will do with it right but paramount is kind of like look you're all sitting there complaining that everyone just reboots everything and remakes everything and makes 50 sequels of stuff and then we make something different and you don't like it so what the hell uh, which for me is uh, more like the good place when we were talking. Well, that's a terribly <laughs> we that's were a, talking I, about the good place. You that's a terribly different. terribly faulted position to take, though it is grounded in a very reasonable argument. You know, it's true. Everyone gives everyone crap because this year saw like the sixth Transformer film, and right. you know all these things. Yeah, we get tired of that, and I don't need to see the Karate Kid rebooted. I don't want to see Flatliners redone. Right. I don't need to see the Wizard of Oz remade. And I certainly don't need to see Casablanca in color. But instead of sequelizing to death, why don't you just try something like, you know, Wind River, you know, which is a film that isn't right. out. Or do something like Hell or High Water. I, you know, try I'm try getting okay out with, of those I'm still franchises. Okay with Paramount. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not taking a swing at any audience, but that but position Paramount is... Paramount is like... Uh, you know they're they're like, look, we want to try some screwy things. Sure, and here's a screwy thing, and he's made screwy movies before, and right. some of them were really good and yep. whatever. So I think uh, anyone anyone you know given Paramount itself crap for uh, yeah, being no, involved that's, in him making the movie, oh, like I'm fine with that's them. misplaced. But, yeah, uh, for him personally, right? Uh, you know, not right. so much, right? But I also think like just because you make something screwy and bizarre and weird and kooky and like ego driven, that doesn't mean you're going to get an Oscar just no, because it's not a sequel too. like her faulted in the, the logic yeah, yeah. Is, is like really misplaced because it suggests that if we just don't cast Martin Riggs again, you know, in another lethal weapon film, well, now we deserve, now like, we did something. Now we, now we're basically unforgiven, it, you know, like, yeah. no, you got to have thoughtfulness and preparedness and like attentiveness to what you have. You have I, to cultivate I think, it. I think there's a lot of this movie too, uh, as as far as Aronofsky and the writing and directing, I, th- I feel like this falls weirdly into a category that you wouldn't expect him to fall into, but there's tons of movies uh, that have happened over time where some movie will come out right. that's kind of different, yeah. right? And then everyone loves it. And uh, 
you know, like kind of a good example would be uh, like the DiCaprio movie with the hunting the bear and oh, the Revenant. Yeah, yeah, the Revenant. Sure. So, the, sure. so here's like a weird movie, and then what'll happen is, you know, over the next few years, you'll get a bunch of movies that are sort of like the Revenant. Right. And then they'll go, you know, people like this movie when he almost got eaten by the bear. So I'll have a movie where, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. I mean, they they like take this stuff and this yeah. this movie for me is like. Aronofsky watched a bunch of movies and went, people really liked this movie that was really bonkers and made yeah. people really uncomfortable. Right. And, you know, people uh, really liked some movie where, I guess, we were walking around at the world's loudest house a lot and yeah. it made a bunch yeah. of weird noises. And, uh, you know, there's like the blood in the floor. Right. And there's like the covered up furnace in the wall. Yeah. Which makes no sense and had nothing see that's to do the with metaphor anything. like that's that's it, what you're trying to it like had nothing to do with anything yeah. and then it never actually connected to anything either except that yeah, we kind of did it but it was real stupid blow right. up right or yeah, whatever right. i don't know but this whole thing where the blood keeps coming through the floor is like uh i saw this horror movie once where somebody liked it that that happened <laughs> And right. like kept happening. Right. So I'll do that too. Right. And then I'll throw in some lens flares. It's, and, it, <laughs> like, right. The Muppets will show who, up. Who knows what? It it's it's a strange thing because for a while there it was it was certainly riding on the coattails for me. And again, going into it relatively just blind. Uh it was riding on knowing Aronofsky and liking some of his work, knowing that the cast was in it and liking all their work. Like yeah. I don't have a problem with the cast at all. I do. They're all dead to me. I have. Uh, you said this after <laughs> we were done. I, I actually. This is one of those great examples where the cast is fine and the cast is talented. They're just doing what they're told, and what they're told is dumb. Yeah, I guess. You know, there's I mean, there's a yeah, certain expectation there's, there there's, where I don't know how you can make Ed Harris cough any harder, or you know, like right. he's doing what yeah, he's told. There, there's nothing in the movie where. <clears throat> You're watching it, and like for example, Jennifer Lawrence. I I have to draw the line. I think on Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay, I was I, just going to get to I, her. I think she was actually she's vamping not a bit. doing that great. Right. I think she could have done better. But there's not really a lot in, that happens in the movie where you go, "Wow, Jennifer Lawrence can't act," because right. she is doing she exactly is and, what she's supposed and she's to do. reacting like actually. So for me, you know, because wow, we're almost. You know, we're getting pretty close. It's weird. We bashed the hell out of it. And I don't even think I really said specifically what, what I didn't like. Half of what you hate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I, I think that, you know, she does a job that is being given to her. And I think she does that job well because I think she's talented. I just didn't like the job. No, she know? still agreed to and the job. That's I, I agree. Well, no. I <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get your line in the sand. I'm seriously I, over I didn't like the people. way. I didn't like the way it was shot. Much in the way, you know, another film, like you, it's handheld iPhone, you right. know, and it's not the uh the the transvestite film that was with the iphone 5 i'm blanking on the name of that it was great oh yeah uh tangerine tangerine it's yeah. not like that because that Cause is that was that's awesome. fantastic like that's so great because you know the story and the characters but that was just off an iphone because it means something it does movie. It and you are sense. right there's a lot of stuff here where i don't know what expensive steadicam they got it looks like an iphone yeah. like they're moving it and you're right they're like let's just jerk it here like right. that would be scary i don't like the way it's shot I don't like the decision to put the perspective on her face or over her shoulder as we see almost, I mean, I think everything, right. you know, there's a couple right. scenes where before she's introduced and then we see like the, 
the scenery where it's not her perspective at all. But there's very few that isn't with her. And I didn't think that was great because I think it doesn't make an effective story. There's there's so much just ego and pretension there that it seeps into everything that I thought was okay. Um, And as I'm watching the film, like, again, like I said, I went in blind. The moment she said, you know, and I can't believe this was a line that made the cut. The moment that she said, I want to make this an Eden. Yeah. Oh, paradise. Right. And I thought in my head, oh, Jesus. Oh, no, no. Now I know. Now I know what, now I know what's going to happen. Right. And then when the Gleason showed up, then it was solid. And I mean, that's only 20 minutes in and I'm like, okay, biblical Cain Abel, this is Adam Eve. I got it when his rib, you know, when you see Ed Harris coughing all night, the coughing I didn't get, but the rib and the lemon, um, when you see his exposed rib, then his wife shows up and then she suddenly brings them lemonade. I'm like, everyone thinks that it's the apple in the Bible, but it's actually like a citrus. And I'm like, now I get it. Now I see what we're going to do. Okay. Okay, and I deflated. My interest was just gone. There were times later in the film where I'm so blah about it, I still can't get up for it. Though I kind of like how the analogy and the metaphor of the overcrowded house, how she's telling them, you're not listening to me, you're not doing these things, they're breaking everything, they're breaking the rules... It's a kindergarten they just, they, lesson. They just start painting the house. Yeah, they're doing everything. She, she she's worked. Stuff several times in the movie, like she says, you know, get out of here or something. This is my room. And someone right. like, kind of laughs and goes, <laughs> your room. You're, right. Yeah, right. And you're like, and oh, they, And that's Jesus. done too many times. Right. I'm, I'm so bothered by. It's too many by, times and it was never good in the first time. And it was never good either. the first time. There's so many efforts there to hammer home, like what you said, like, you know, if there were cameras there and he's like, it's you, like you're, you're these people that you're supposed to be condemning. I like the idea of that as a six minute YouTube movie. Like this is what it must feel like as mother earth. Like this is why you're fucking things up. This is, I like that. And I don't mind the way. I think it's, I think it's funny that YouTube's uh, videos are so popular that like, uh, web series where everything is, you yeah. know, maybe one episode's three minutes, maybe one episode's eight <sighs> minutes. Right. Uh, that that whole world is so popular uh, right now because he, it's like he's bastardized it somehow. Yeah. And thought he had a you know this idea. Right. And everyone under the age of thirty is gonna watch this movie and go, "What the hell did I watch that right. for so long for?" Right, I did. <laughs> like, I said exactly. that. It's you gonna, know, it's I, gonna be like you have, you have a like web episode idea. Yeah, Ex- that, exactly. That, that, that might be good, and you've you've stretched too long, and it's too uninteresting, and it's too. I don't care if it's biblical. I I can take a really good biblical analogy or you know allegory, but not when you're telling me I'm dumb. And, right. and showing me how smart you are in the same time. It it just falls apart everywhere. There's, I didn't see anyone say what I thought they certainly would, which is if anybody sees the film, it's almost like watching a visual representation of someone telling you a dream they had. Because in, in her life there, like she's trying to get Bardem to listen to her and he says he will she turns around she's like hey stop knocking on my wall and she turns back and he's gone to this crowd of people it's almost like saying like yeah i was at the mall and i and i couldn't find my dad but then suddenly he was there with a clown and i told him the clown is dangerous and he said don't worry 
And then he drove away, and I said, "Wait, my cake's in the car." Like, and it's like it's really it's just like, like a strange Ar- narrative. Would take that and go perfect, right? <laughs> I got it <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly what I wanted. I you mean, to think. it feels it feels in some, and I know it's supposed to be out of control. I know she's supposed to be naive and and not experienced, and therefore being taken advantage of. I get all that. You don't have to do it the way you did it. And because you did, that's why you get a zero. And and then here's the thing. Just when this movie couldn't get any worse, (laughs) uh, you know, for me, the very end of the movie is possibly the worst thing that's ever been filmed. Right, okay. Even if you take some other bad movie. As soon like, she's burned. Right, yep. And he uh-huh. picks her up. Yes. And then we, you know, continue the whole thing, right? Yep. I and, agree. And it's one of the worst things. I mean, first of all, it's just dumb. It on is. It, on its face anyway. Yep. It's just really stupid. But the fact that the movie doesn't just end. Yeah. And it has to have this part and it has to go, look, this is what happens. This yep. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the movie could have just stopped when she set the house on fire. Yep. And you know all that stuff already. Right. You know right. everything that happens after that. It's like you are so basically in first grade. Yeah. It, it yes. That I have to have this additional Hand-hold. piece right. <clears throat> where I can say, look, it's this and here, watch. It's this. And Didn't this. it uh, she like gives into it and yep. goes, Okay, just do it. Like right. I like I have to spell this all out for you. Because I've seen your blocks and right, right. you don't know that much. Yeah. And whatever. And uh, like, as soon as that started happening, I thought for sure. I mean, like, I almost got up. It was funny. Right. There was, when there, it burned. There was one point in the movie, kind of in the middle, where I sort of shifted in my chair and I saw you like look like you were. I up I was too. like, dude, I think with you, because we had just made this joke of like, I know. how and, are we going to get out of here? The thing with this movie too is that. I had to see. <laughs> I had to see how they were going to lay out the joke. Uh, yeah. If this would have been a movie more yeah. like, you know, since you mentioned Tree of Life, right? Sure. If this had been a movie more, uh, you love it, where <clears throat> it wasn't trying to tell you the whole time that it's going to have like some spin or twist right. or it's going to reveal everything that look, it'll you don't all know make this, sense, right? right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have just left. <laughs> right. But it was so clearly. Uh, building towards basically building towards the part which I think is awesome if there's another way to hate this movie it's that you know we watch bad movies all the time and we go well the movie did this for a while and then man it just went off the rails right yeah this movie is like actually trying to get to where it goes off the rails. Right. Where this right. movie goes off the rails is actually its point. Right. It's like, right. It's it gets, really yeah. It gets it to is. The, it gets to the part where you go, well, now this is just completely donkey. Right. And then you re- and then you go, oh my god, all the stuff that I watched already was trying to get me to that Dude, place there was, on purpose. <clears throat> there's definitely a part of that film, and we're too far into the movie. I'm stubborn. There's a point where I'm like, I'm in it now. Right. Now, now you, you had a minute to get me out of here 20 <laughs> minutes ago, but now you've waited too long. There was a part right when the crowded house really starts to happening, like 10 minutes past that, when she really starts, when the heart starts crumbling. Right. And I'm thinking, it's trying to make me leave. <laughs> right. I genuinely thought, like, it wants the press of 
people walk out of this movie more than they stay in it. Right. And I'm it, like, it's it's, it's, it's not doing it in a disturbing way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not showing me like it's not brains right away and, and feces right. and things. But it is genuinely trying to make me get up out of my chair and be like, I've had enough. And I walk out and there's going to be someone outside with a clicker going, that's 11. Right. There's 12. Right. You know, I... It's and, just and then, awful. So anyway, the point of that was, uh, I, oh, sorry. I seriously thought it was over. Yeah. I seriously right. thought that it was going to end because yeah. I, how do you not know? That I it's mean, done it's and it's really, it's it, the cycle. It's really and, the movie just telling you, yeah. you are so freaking stupid yeah. that I, that I have to write. It's like you read a book and at the end of the book, it goes, okay, slow people. Right. This guy did this. Here's what yeah. happened. Here's what <laughs> yeah. you just read. Uh-huh. Here's the point of the story. Yeah. Like it just, it adds all that stuff on. I'm like, oh my God. God. It, then at the end, and it's and this is already a movie. You know the uh, a funny part for me where yeah. it actually became so bad that it was a little bit funny for me mm-hmm. was uh, when she's holding the baby and trying not to fall asleep, and he just stares at her, and he's just. Like, I was yeah. like, I am actually watching this happen in right, a movie. Right. This, yep. <laughs> this is actually yep. in this movie, and it was for me. It was it was kind of funny that that it happened. was kind of funny, and not only was I it almost kind of, laughed. Not only was it kind of funny that that happened. But it happened for so long. Happened three or four times over. And I almost giggled. I swear to God. It kept happening for like several minutes. We're just watching her fall asleep. Yeah. For so long. And you see it like, now it's nighttime. Now it's daytime. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Like she stayed awake for like a week or something. (laughs) And he just, and like he never moved. Yeah. And we even have to have the little jump part where she's. Yeah, right. Kind of nods yep. off, and so he moves, and then she gets back up. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is actually in you the know, movie. That this is like the most uh, screwball, Scooby Doo yeah. point of a yeah. <laughs> point of a plot. Yeah, that we're actually we're here actually watching this happen. Right around that time, it had only it had maybe the best part of the film for me, which was. Um, the baby gets eaten. She's distraught. God, he, him comes over. Bardem comes over and just says to her, we have to forgive them. Right. We have to find a way to forgive and them. And I just thought, that's actually, it almost made me laugh. Like, I'm, I'm, I mean, the best part of the film for me is still half a star. Like, that's the best part of the film for me. Because right. I almost laughed because I thought, as you've illustrated, you know, perfectly here that like he thinks everybody's dumb right like this is such a heavy hand there's i mean it's too heavily handed but it's just impossible but it was kind of funny like i mean i'm like yep that's where you had to go because now you're not happy pushing people as far as they could be that line was for someone like me who had stood up walked the corner and was like "Eh, i'll watch another minute in the aisle (laughs) and then i'm like no now i'm done that's it now i'm done i mean it, I can't describe the shit. I, I it's horrible. It's I can't. Horrible. I can't describe. And he, you know, so here's the thing: we keep saying, I keep saying, you know, like the it's the worst movie ever. It might be. And I'm <clears throat> and, and now I'm again in the position like I can't imagine what movie. <laughs> we say this could, every could, time. What could happen yeah, right. on the screen in front of me? Right. That it, it I would gotta be worse say. than this, and that is. Like I said, there's a big gap. That is almost 100% because it's going to be hard for somebody to make a movie yeah. with the same thoughts, 
right? With right. the same level of just, you know, basically base hatred for everyone yeah. and, and just dismissive attitude for everyone. You know, this movie is uh, sort of like going to a class in college and having the worst professor. Right. Like, theoretic. Right, yeah, right. Worst professor. Right. Who just hates everyone. Yeah. Thinks that uh, what he's teaching is not actually possible for anyone to learn. Yeah. It's not even that. It's not even really that you're stupid. Right. It's just that like you can't I'm grasp a, it. It's just that like yeah. I'm a higher life form. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's not possible for your brain to yeah. understand the things I'm saying. Right. But I still have to sit here and say it because when we when we left like when we left Resident Evil, I thought you know. All that money for something that wasn't even visually interesting, because I know the story's not there. It was just dumb. And I went, you know, that's that's probably the worst film. But as we've seen other films, getting to this, I admit, it's almost like saying never say never again. I'm at a position like you, unless Aronofsky directs the sequel to it, this. It would have to be his next It would have movie, to be this sequel, like, yeah. Mother 2. It would have to be him, because somebody else would have to come up with right. that attitude again. I just don't know what it, I don't know what could top this but I have to believe in the power of humanity that there's something right there, there and we will something. watch it yeah you know uh, I feel like it might be uh, anyway in the alien it's so weird that, you know the, the, the two quick things that I like to throw out real quick because I know where where there is the trailer you get isn't really at all the film that you get I mean I no. guess in the loosest of examples you Not could argue really. it is but it really isn't and I'm I'm still like just blown away reading some of the people's reviews. This thing has a 74 on Metacritic. If I didn't know anything, right. if we hadn't seen it, I would have said to you, man, let's go check out Mother. Right, that must be You know, good. that looks like it's probably like Rosemary's Baby again. Right. You know, I can't believe I said whatever happened to Baby Jane. But yeah, Rosemary's Baby again. I don't even know what Rotten Tomatoes is giving it, but it's got to be fresh. I don't know. It's you know, it's, it's got to be pretty, pretty high. Yeah, and sure. I just feel like, uh, not just because it's fun to plug it, but... If you're going to go see a film that you want to get scared at, go see it. You know, it's it's uh, King's birthday today. Celebrate that. Don't go see this. Right. You know, why would you want to go see this? Unless if you really, really... I actually want fans that really like this to write I to us. Re- I really want people to email if they Can really Can you imagine how, sh- how... Would we have still been friends after this show <laughs> if you had been... I'm at zero and I'm at like, what the hell is the matter with you? This is like a this solid eight and a half. Ever, I might even right? give this a nine and a half. I mean, like, I don't know if we could have survived that. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. This Final is, show, this mother. Is, you this know. is a good like litmus test movie. That, yeah. That's that's why you yeah. should go see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you, right. You should go, go see this movie just so that you can bring it up to people, and yeah. so people can uh, say it's like a whole political oh, thing, right? And it's do like a genius a like side of like, did you vote for Trump? Right. Did you like mother? Right. You want you want to make America good or great again? <laughs> exactly. No. When you see somebody that loves films, I'm going to be like mother. <laughs> genius huh yeah. huh and if they're I, like what and you're like oh god you don't understand i, I might i love that i'm gonna start saying i'm a higher life form <laughs> i like that idea that's what it is anyway all right uh we've probably wasted enough time next week you that we hate a movie is uh the kingsman right that's yeah. the i mean the i'm Kings, the Kings looking forward out. to that i'm really kind of looking forward because we to had a lot of too. fun with that first yeah. one and then the first one, uh, as I recall, I kind of had some problems with it, but overall, little bits, it was, but no, it, it was fun, it, it man. Was it was it was a good fun. time. Yeah, it was. It's it's actually in concept, in theory of uh, making the first movie and hopefully this one, it's like the exact opposite of Mother. <laughs> 
It's so, like the exact yeah, right. conceptual <laughs> opposite. Well, there's going to be the punching bag for a of, long time of making a movie, right? Yeah, it's right, like right. Uh, it's a movie that's absolutely devoid of pretension, right? right it doesn't. Right. <laughs> it I agree. Doesn't have any thoughts of people being stupid. It's yeah. just like having a good time. And, right. You know, yep. Whatever. Anyway, telling a fun story. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, clearly wow. enough of Mother. And like you said, Kingsman, that will be fun. I think there's something else next week, too. Me, too. And uh, we will probably uh, start covering, like, a lot of TV yeah. in the mix and just, uh, you know, quickly shouting out to the things that are good or terrible <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Right. Uh, so thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>